everyone. Welcome to the Americana Station podcast. I am your co-host, Will Payne Harrison. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I want to start off by apologizing to Todd uh, Tillman for taking so long to put out this podcast. Um, things have gotten really busy in the studio. I'm, I'm working on my record. It's just been really hard to get any free time to do any editing on the podcast. I actually asked my friend Emily Smith to step in and do a couple of episodes for me, which I'm really excited about uh, coming out uh, later on this month and next month. Uh, but thank you so much for your patience while uh, I waited to put out some of these episodes. Uh, there will be about four more episodes this season. I'm going to take a break, a much needed break uh, at the end of the year for the holidays, and we'll come back sometime in uh, late January, early February, probably, with more episodes of Americana Station. So that's exciting. Um, I heard that India Ramey's shooting a new music video right now. So that's super cool. You need to be on the lookout for that. Um, and like I said, uh, Emily Smith is putting out a couple episodes with Mercy Bell and uh, Ben Statlitz. And we also have... Uh, I'm really excited about this one. Charles Wesley Godwin is also uh, on the next episode. Also another pleasure to speak to. Uh, Todd Tillman was uh, a complete uh, honor and ple pleasure to speak to. I was uh, initially, to be completely frank, um, when I got the pitch, I said no, mainly because uh, the pitch was, was geared towards his book, but also because he's he's much higher profile than the people that are usually on the show. I just didn't feel like it was the right fit. I don't usually uh, turn down great opportunities like this, but it just didn't seem right. Um, but after digging a little bit deeper into uh, Todd's bio and kind of checking out uh, what he was all about, I decided he would be an interesting interview, and, and I uh, accepted the interview. I'm really glad I did. Todd is just an amazing person, uh, and it was a great conversation. He's a pleasure to speak to. Incredible singer, um, and I urge you to not only check out his book, but also check out his music, uh, which is phenomenal. Like I said, he's an incredible singer, and uh, I know he's got a song that he's singing by Dolly Parton that should be coming out soon if it hasn't already come out. This We did record this back this summer. <laughs> Whew, it's been a while since I've... Uh, so again, Todd, I apologize. I'm sorry it took so long to come out. Anyways, uh, working on the new record here. Um, we are in the... I got harmonies left to do. I'm After I edit a couple of these podcasts today, I'm going to be recording a couple of more guitar tracks. Uh, and then I'm heading to mixing. And once I hit mixing, it's mastering. So we're getting really close uh, to the end of this project. I'm super excited about that. Make sure you follow me on all social media at Will P. Harrison on Twitter, at Will Payne Harrison on Instagram. It's willpayneharrison.com. I'll uh, start once, once I get my head out of this studio uh, space and uh, you'll, you'll see a lot more promotion going on here. Uh, we'll be doing some, you know, crowdfunding and all that sort of thing. But uh, so make sure you follow me on all the social media platforms and uh, stick around because we got a great one of my, I'm, I mean, I know everyone says this when they put a new record out, but uh, I think this is one of my best works yet. And I'm super proud that I produced, mixed and mastered the whole thing as well as playing um, multiple instruments on it. So, uh, and the, just the, the people that are on the record, uh, Gabe Tonin and uh, Mary Rogers, uh, Meredith Krigowski, uh, played fiddle, um, and uh, oh, uh, Adam Ditch Kurtz played pedal steel. It's just an incredible lineup of musicians. I'm super, super stoked for you all to hear it, and uh, this is definitely my most honky-tonk record that I've ever done. I've, I've always wanted to do a full-on honky-tonk record. I've kind of uh, teetered the fence between Americana and country, but I'm uh, going full-in country on this one. So I hope you enjoy it. Anyways, without further ado, I want to talk to my friend Todd Tillman about his music, his book, and his career. So here we go. Hey, you know we rolled the dice And for a while you know it all felt right but Then we found out we were firing dice, baby Didn't work out like we thought it could 
at its worst, it still was something good. And if you ask me if I think I would again, I'd do it in a heartache. I'd do it in a heartache. I'd do it in a heartache. Yes, I. sure came close is that a road that i'd go down Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in today. I've got T- Todd Tillman, is right? That right? Yeah, Tillman, yeah, Tillman, That's right. on the podcast. Um, you may have known him from The Voice. Uh, he may have been your pastor, maybe in Mississippi. It's possible, it's possible. <laughs> uh, and he's also got a new book. Uh, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the book? Uh, yeah, the book is called Every Little Win. Um, it's actually available now. It came out June the twenty second. So awesome. um, you can. Uh, it's basically a book about uh, really. The background to the book is uh, my wife went on a podcast with a lady who is an author. And if you if you see the book or purchase the book, you'll see on the cover it says Todd and Brooke Tillman with Trisha Goyer. Yeah. Because <laughs> Trisha uh, is a really accomplished author, actually. And um, she uh, she was on this podcast right after the voice thing happened. Yeah. And so um, after that podcast was over, because... Uh, Brooke just, my wife, Brooke, she just told all the stories and things. And so after the podcast was over, Trisha says, man, y'all should write a book, you know, uh, about all these things. And so basically, at first, I was hesitant for several reasons. Like, number one, you know, I don't know how to write a book. And that's, right. that's kind of where <laughs> Trisha came in. And, and then uh, then number two, you know, I would imagine a, a solid 95% of the population of the world are like me. And they would think... No one's gonna read that. Like no yeah. one wants, you know, like no one wants to read that. Uh, and so, anyway, um, what we basically did was we it, it became kind of a mission for us to um, to approach the book from the angle of like, sure, I was on the Voice and I won the Voice. Yeah. But really, that's not the thing. It's right. a big thing you saw on TV. Yeah. But the real things are all the little things that, that our life has been leading up to that and since that, you know. And so that's that's kind of where the idea from the book came. Uh, just all these little things that we've experienced, you know, cause before the show. I mean, honestly, I, I hate to take any credit even for the show because, number one, I, I just kind of fell backwards into it. I, my wife aggravated me until I went and auditioned. <laughs> and then I tell everybody this, and I, I really do mean it. Um, I really didn't do anything kept except keep singing until it was over. Like I just kept singing songs and yeah. at the end I won, you know, and that, that's really all I did. Um, so uh, anyway, um, even, even the voice, I kind of fell, fell backwards into that. And, and so it's, it kind of just became really important to us with this book that people can see that, yeah, that, that did happen. And it, it puts me in a place in a lot of people's minds that I, I really am not like, I'm just like this regular guy still. Right. But I hope they can understand that. Um, you have a lot of really cool things happening in your life every day. You know, before The Voice, man, we had, we got eight kids, two of them we adopted from Korea. We've almost got divorced, you know, all kinds of things. So Yeah. So you, <clears throat> you aren't a pastor currently, but you no. used to be, yeah. both you and your wife were pastors. Yeah, we, we were, oh my gosh, man, starting and even before we got married, uh, I, 1996 is when I started in ministry. Okay. Uh, I was 18 years old. And, wow. Uh, and uh, I got started in ministry in 1996, and I was youth pastor, and I, was, I stayed worship pastor. And this is all in the same church, too. Um, I stayed worship pastor pretty much the whole time. A couple of times, some other people sort of came in, and uh, I was hoping, it, with the worship thing especially, I was, I was hoping to sort of 
you know, pass the torch. It just, yeah. didn't, it just didn't work out that way. <laughs> you know, uh, I was worship pastor pretty much the whole time. Uh, somewhere, I, I hate to say, I'm not 100% sure, somewhere in my late 20s or early 30s, I became associate pastor and remained worship pastor. And then uh, in 2011, uh, so 10 years ago, I became lead pastor. Um, and so I, I was lead pastor for right at 10 years. And, and um, yeah, we did that for a lot of years, but uh, three or four years ago, I guess, uh, you know, I, I say this on a lot of these podcasts because yeah. a lot of people don't understand how the process really did go down. Um, I would say three or four years ago, I, um, I kind of started realizing that I was going to have to make a change and it didn't have anything to do with the people. The people were great. You know, um, the church was great. We grew up there. It was more something like inside me and I blame it even maybe on a midlife crisis. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I had a midlife crisis, but so I was looking into lots of things. Um, I was looking at becoming a realtor. That was actually the top of the list. I had a, a couple of things I was looking at maybe doing. Um, and I hadn't made any official announcements except to my wife and two friends. And that's advice I would give anybody because now every, a lots of people say, Oh, you on the voice and just left the, no, no, no. Thank God I confided in two friends and my wife before yeah. I even dreamed of going on The Voice that I was supposed to make a change. Uh, and so um, anyway, I thought about being a barber, <laughs> yeah. you know, all kinds of stuff. And so um, anyway, when The Voice thing came in in my mind, I'm like, well, this has got to be it. Like, this has got to be the thing. And yeah, so, it's a good, like, turning point. Yeah, you know? yeah. So we we jumped in with both feet. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, eight, from 18 until now, that's a really long time yeah. to be uh, doing ministry for sure. Yeah, It's uh, interesting, too. I, I wanted to ask you this question before we move on to like songwriting sure. and stuff. Um, a lot of the people that come on my podcast uh, typically started out in church right. and they like did the music thing and then they left and a lot of them become like agnostic and right. atheists and stuff like that. How, how did you keep the faith throughout the years? What was the difference that like really... You know, man, honestly, and I, this may be an unpopular opinion, and, if, and that's cool. We're, yeah, we're supposed yeah. to be different. Uh, honestly, I don't know how to put this. I think the church, and I'm, I'm part of the church, so I take blame myself. Sure, uh, yeah. But I think the church plays as big a role in that as anything. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people, and it's, it's human nature, so I don't blame anyone, you know, uh, but I think a lot of people put a lot of faith into the church and the people of the church. Yeah, and they can't separate it yeah. almost from God. You know? Man, they're going to yeah. let you down. Yeah, I'm, people, anybody, me, you know, anyone, we're going to let you down. Uh, yeah. And then it depends on where you're from. Uh, where I, Well, I say it does. I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to, like, put myself in a special category. I'm from <laughs> the Deep South, yeah. and I'm, I'm from, like, the buckle of the Bible Belt. Like, yeah. And in reality... Um, at, from, at times the church could be really harsh, you know? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm not saying that people shouldn't take responsibility for their own choices, but I do think that the church can play a role in that. So what I've done marginally successfully, <laughs> I don't, I hate to say I'm succeeding at it fully, but, uh, what I've done is I've tried my very best to I love the church, you know. I, when yeah. whenever I'm in town, I'm not on the road or whatever. We're, we have a church. We go to church, um, but I, I'm trying my very best to separate that from my identity in my faith, you know. Yeah. And uh, those are two different things. And if you're not careful, it can it can be disillusioning. I guess. Well, it's hard because you know, it, it, like you said, like I've seen so many things where people have been hurt by church and stuff right. like that, and you're like, yes, but that's yeah. not the full story, and that's yeah. not the truth. You, you have hurt people and you have people that are going to take advantage of the, the power opportunities in church and things right, like that, right. you know, but, um, you know, for me, I'm, people are like, how do you still believe? I'm like, I look at my daughter and I can't believe yeah. anything else other than God exists. Yeah. You know, I, I tell everybody the same thing. Uh, it, now, don't get me wrong. I believe yeah. you should read the scriptures and I believe in, in listening to sound teaching. Yeah. But what I've, well, I hate to say like I've arrived, but this is the journey that I'm on. Uh, Where you're at now. <laughs> is, is, that, um, is that more than what you read and more than what you hear, your real faith is going to come from what you live. And, yeah. and that's the reason I have faith is because I've just seen too much not to, you know, I've yeah. experienced too much, you know. That's awesome. 
Yeah. So how long have you been songwriting? Is this a newer journey or have you been doing it the whole time? Oh, it's new ish. My life has been kind of phases. Uh, Early, early on in my like young adulthood, I never, even with singing, and I don't mean this, I don't want like pity or anything from anybody. I'm just (laughs) telling the truth, you know, like, um, I just never thought that I had something that people wanted to hear. You know, it's not that I didn't think I could sing yeah. or, or that I, it's not that I didn't think I had a, a, a flair for more. Mine is more, I usually co-write and I usually yeah. have more of like the ideas and the story and then the lyricists, like real ones, <laughs> help me put that on the paper, you know. Um, now I've got, you know, several lines and then there's one or two I wrote totally by myself, you know, and yeah. the, they're more passion projects than anything. But early on, man, when I was leading worship, uh, we always sort of led more casually, like spirit led almost. Mm-hmm. And so now and then songs would just spring up out of that. You know, you'd basically kind of sing something spontaneously uh-huh. and it would stick with you. And you're like, man, we should, we should write around that and, and build, you know, uh, then later on, um, even in pastoral ministry, you know, and, and this translates directly into songwriting for me, at least, and yeah. for what it is. I mean, I'm not like a prolific songwriter or anything, but but even when I pastored a church, I would always, and it, it does, it's the same thing with songwriters. If you're not careful, your brain goes to this place. Uh, when I pastored a church, I would always picture these other pastors like in the office at the church and like, and they just, and like, they just really have this powerful presence of God saying, here's what I want you to share with my people. And I never had that. I yeah. always would just share on Sunday based on experiences that I lived in my own life, what good, bad, you know, suffering or not, you know, good things. And, and I would build little <laughs> series around that. Yeah. And so songwriting, in my mind, I think there's these other guys that are like, you know, all the words are just rolling out. And that's not me, you know. Uh, But what I do is I'll try to say, actually, for example, um, I wrote a song this week. Um, We started last week and we finished it up this week um, with Dwayne O'Brien from Little Texas, which I thought was super cool to to do. Uh, like. I'm like a nobody, and I'm getting to write songs with these cool people. And basically, the song's called When I Look at You Now, and um, and the whole song came from, we just were having this conversation about my life and my wife and kids and my family, and uh, I, was, I was talking about my wife, uh, yeah. and he asked me how we met. And so the whole song is basically, when I first saw you, this is what I saw, yeah. and I was, I was smitten. But when I look at you now... Like what I saw then just can't even compare to, oh, wow, to what good, I see yeah. when I look at you now, you know. And so, um, so I, I, to answer your question, in a way, I guess I've been songwriting for years, but now that I'm surrounded by people who are, frankly, better than me, and which I think we should all do, yeah, then it's uh, it's become more of a a reg- like a lifestyle, you know. Yeah, yeah. So do you like? have a set aside time where you come up with ideas every day or is it just uh, mostly just when you have the co-writes yeah, you something will come to me yeah, yeah there's there's a song i'm working on right now called a time i never lived and uh the the idea i was driving down the road and a patsy klein song came on yeah and it started making me think about how i missed that but i never even lived in that like yeah. how do i miss some a time that i never even lived but music will do that to you totally. you know and so yeah i'll just or something will happen, you know, like um, like one of my kids will come in the room and we'll have have a conversation. You know, my, my eight-year-old son, um, I'm working on just ideas. I'm, when I say I'm working on songs, a lot of yeah. these are strictly idea phase right now. But like my eight-year-old son will come to me and he's really good to come to me if he wants things or if he needs things. But he's also, um, I guess he's worried how I'm, if I'm going to say no to him. So he'll look at the floor <laughs> and so I, I tell him every time, son, well, I don't know that I'm going to say what you want me to say, but when you come, don't ever be scared to look right in my eyes when you talk to me, you know? Yeah. And so I've kind of got some ideas that come out of those kinds of things, you yeah. know? Uh, so they just kind of, as far as ideas go, they just kind of pop in. And then sometimes I, I, I actually have already recorded this song called Used to Could. Uh-huh. And um, we, we wrote a song and we were getting ready to um, just do a, work tape on the phone we just lay our phone on the table you know and um 
and the guys were like, all right, let's, let's see if we can't run this one time. So I was like, well, if I'm going to sing it, I need to get up out of this chair because I can't sing sitting down like I used to could. <laughs> well, anyway, it turned into a whole, that sometimes it happens like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. All different ways. Yeah, it all start. I mean, I'd literally, I do the same thing. Like I have my little f- notepad in my phone and I just like write down a phrase. Yep. Like somebody said, hotter than the Georgia asphalt. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's going a good one. That's, yeah. I'll use that later. Yeah, yeah for sure. Use it, man. Because yeah. if you've been to Georgia or you know. Mississippi or Tennessee in the summer, you know. Yeah. 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 For sure. That's, that's super awesome. Um, <clears throat> are you doing like more of a country album or a, a gospel album or just kind of uh, figure it, it out? In the end, if it has to fall in a category, it'll fall country. Yeah. But if you listen to these songs, there is a lot, lot of my faith in these songs. Uh, and then there's a couple of the songs that are, that are covers. Like I, I, I did a, a cover of an, a hymn, you know? Um, yeah. And so, Basically, I would say, you know, if it's black and white, country. It's country. more country than anything, yeah. But my, like I said, my faith is... And that's one of the things I love about country music, though, is it's so closely married to gospel and music. Totally, you know? yeah. And, I mean, it's like all infused. It's, you got drinking songs and you got songs about God. Right, that's right. Songs that's about true. mama. That's yeah. true. You're right. Yeah. Um, Lisa told me this. I'm not sure. I can totally cut this if, if I yeah, can't sure. say it, but she said you're working with Dolly too. Well, there's a, yeah, in a way. Uh, yeah. Let me let me say, the, I had an opportunity come up, uh, which is a charity that Dolly did a song. I, don't, I would love to say I have like worked with Dolly. I, <laughs> hopefully that day will come, you know. But what I have done is laid vocals on a song that's, that's Dolly's song that is yeah. part of this charity. Uh, and so... So if at all, I mean, I I really hadn't heard a lot back since I did the vocals, but I guess if it all plays out like they're saying it's going to play out, then my voice will be on a Dolly song. So that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can you say what song yet? Or you... uh, I don't know. I better not. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, they yeah. didn't tell me yes Just, or no, so I better we'll, not. We'll wait. <laughs> It'll be a surprise. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I, really, I don't even know all the specifics about how all that's going to play out, to tell you the truth. Um, yeah. All I know is they reached out to me one day and... And so I, I was like, shoot, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Of course. So I put the vocals down. Well, my part of the vocals, uh, it's a month ago or so, I guess. That's yeah. And there's it, there's no release date yet for it. Not, not that I know of, but okay. there I'm. I actually, you know, man, that's another thing. Yeah. If you're out there in the world and you've emailed me, I promise I'm not ignoring you on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I need to dig through my emails and make sure because I, I get I get backed up, man. <laughs> I know. I totally hear you. Even with like, cause I, you know, I'm a songwriter as well, but also mm-hmm. doing the podcast and people will email me at different email addresses. It gets lost sometimes. Oh man. Like, yeah. And you don't happens, mean yeah. to, or like, you'll see it. I yeah. do this with texts. I'm not that guy that's like, I responded in my head. I didn't really respond in my head. I saw your text. <laughs> and you're like, I'll do it later. I, when I stop driving, I'm going to text them back. Yeah. And then I just, it's just gone then. Yeah. It's totally gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Have you had any of those like experiences yet with the, uh, you know, people, uh, coming up and wanting an autograph or any sort yeah, of, yeah. yeah, I've had a few, um, the closer you get to Meridian, Mississippi, the more frequent that becomes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, and I love that, you know, if I could speak to that, cause I've had tons of people say things like, man, I hate to bother you. Like number one, that doesn't bother me. It's, yeah. especially if you're like a voice person, like you won the show. I didn't really win the show. You did the voting and the things like yeah. you. So I'm not gonna like tell you're you. You're here because of them. Yeah, yeah like you're you. not bothering me. You know, yeah. uh, and that that doesn't that doesn't really bother me at all. You know, I actually in my mind. And then there's the other side of it where people will say, "Oh man, I bet you had friends and family members come out of the woodwork." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I did, but I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad they did. I think that's like sweet. Yeah. You know, I don't know. In my mind, I think it's really." kind that they want to associate with me and so it doesn't bother me I, I think it's all great and also i think it's important for me to keep a firm grasp on the fact that i am a solid nobody yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so any anything like that is just great you know? yeah yeah you never you never know how long anything's gonna last so you yeah, gotta take yeah. it with a grain of salt for sure that's right that's a good attitude to have for sure so with the um oh man i was gonna go shoot i had a, a a, ni- a nice sequitur. I ramble. Ah, it's okay. This is what editing's for. Okay, I had it. It was. Uh... Shoot, I lost it. 
we'll just we'll just keep rolling. Yeah, whatever so, you got, man. So what um what is your like schedule for the like I guess the late summer and uh, early fall look like? Oh man, I'm doing a lot of writing. I'm just now. I'm the road thing for me kind of ebbs and flows. Yeah, and so I'm working on um like management and stuff like that. Yeah. I, right when the show was over, I reached out to Blake and he he gave me a couple of leads, and I actually kind of one of the guys actually kind of really liked the guy, but there was nothing to manage with COVID and all the things. Yeah. And so we kind of just lost touch and then I reached back out and I didn't really hear much back. And so I don't know, you know, I don't know if that's, yeah. if he felt like I wasn't interested or what, but it really was more like. See, you, that's so interesting to me. Cause I, in my mind, I automatically assume you would just have a, a management deal. Oh no, 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 no. Like <laughs> you, it's, I don't that's another thing. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but I oh, know yeah. I'm allowed to say that the voice has has been really great to me, uh, yeah. but I'm not in any agreements with them anymore right now. Oh, okay. As of today, like other than us just having a good relationship and being friends, and wow, uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, they now they do, especially on the show and your time on the show. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the important thing about being on The Voice is to recognize it for what it is, you know, um, it, which is you you're there which is an opportunity that no one gets. So first of all, just be really grateful, period. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you're there sort of to, uh, from from my perspective, now from the TV perspective, it's a whole other thing. Yeah. But I, I'm there to gain a following, I guess, people that might be interested in my music, right. uh, you know, and, and, then, and then it's up to me to work and work that following and do what I can, you know? Do you really have like a, a, a conscious understanding of like who, who's into what you're doing since you're in the middle of it? I feel, I feel um, like it's kind of hard to judge. Yeah, it's, it is hard to judge. It kind of depends because like, I don't know, like, uh, I'm really, uh, this is a, it's kind of a running joke, but it's the truth. <laughs> I'm huge with the moms and grandmas, you know, <laughs> everybody that I meet, it's like, my mom loves you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I saw you blow it out the water with the, I could only imagine. Um, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a yeah. cool, I was glad to be able to do that, you know. Um, that was just a really cool thing to be able to, to do it on. And, you know, uh, I hope I'm allowed to tell this, but, you know, that was actually Blake's idea. You oh, know? really? Uh, Blake, Blake had the idea that I did that on the show. I mean, he knew he knew me and my background and who yeah. I was, and I guess he felt like it would be a good fit for someone like me. And yeah. I was like, sure, you know. I mean, you sang it better than the original, oh, in well, my personal you. opinion. Well, I'll take so. that, man. You know, that's that's a tall order. You know, that's a good <laughs> song. And that song, that song did things that songs don't do, you know. I mean, it literally was on charts all yeah. over. Like, it was on pop charts and country charts and gospel charts. Dude, and- I'm going to tell you this story. I was, so I'm 38, or I'll be, I'm about to be 38. I was in middle school and we went to, it was like Northeast Texas to, it was like, a, I can't remember, East Texas State University or something like that. And they had a summer camp there. I don't even remember the name of it. I'm like in sixth or seventh grade. And there were the worship leaders there. And like, we got this new song. I yeah. can only imagine. They played it the entire week. It was on two of their CDs already. And yeah. that was in like 1996 or seven. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that was, it was already a big smash back then. Yep. It's been <laughs> That's one thing I'm trying to remember right now is that yeah. if there is a song that you feel like, man, this is a good, right. It takes some time, man. You got to give it some time to cultivate, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you know, with me, that changes from day to day. Like some days I'm like, you know, this, like when I was in the studio this week, I'm like, man, maybe this, this may be the song, you yeah. know? But then three days later, you're like, I don't know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I said all that to say, um, I, I do travel. I, I still now, you know, um, as long as everyone is sort of aware, cause I'm, a, I'm kind of an upfront guy. Like mm-hmm. I, I do that because I feel like it gives me, I hate to say it. It's kind of selfish. It gives me a certain level of security yeah. in whatever our relationship is moving forward. And so, uh, I'm as I'm upfront with everybody about what I'm doing and where I'm doing it and, and the path that I'm trying to take and, I, I know, I guess to whatever degree I can, I, I have a vision and I yeah. know what I'm doing. But uh, as long as everybody's okay with the path I'm on, I sing everywhere. I'm, I'm going to be at a worship thing Saturday night. I'm going to be at a yeah. church thing Sunday morning. I'm going to be at a private event next week, you know. And then August 21st, I, I have 
and I, I'm not bragging. I'm going to just tell the world, I don't know how I did this, except for that it's back at my hometown. Like, I have sold out, like, one of the coolest venues. That's awesome. The MSU Rally Center, which is just one of the coolest venues. Tony Bennett sang there, you know? Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. like, uh, uh, and I'm like, like right right after me, I think Leanne Rimes is coming in, you know? And so, yeah. uh, so I'm just doing, man, honestly, God, I'm wherever people will let me sing. You'll be, yeah. I go sing, yeah. And if it's, like, Nashville... Mm-hmm. It, it's free a lot of times, you know. Now, if it's way yeah. off, I have to make a little money because I got a family to take care of, right, so, right. you know. But you know, I just go sing wherever folks let me that's, sing. That's funny, even at your level, <laughs> that uh, it's you still got to play for free in Nashville. Oh, I do sometimes. Yeah, it's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. fun though, you know. And you meet yeah. a lot of people, and you know, already yeah. this re- this whole business is relationships, man. Totally, it's, it's built on. Uh, and so, what I hope is that I have something to offer them. And that they don't just assume that I'm looking to see what they have to offer me. You yeah. know what I mean? That it can be reciprocal, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, that's the hardest part is finding the right manager, too. Like, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, that's one of the process. I'm actually recording a record uh, as well. And, cool. uh, it, like, needing to find a, a man- manager before I'm done and ready to put out the record. Right. Because, like, they're the ones that can get foster those relationships with those people right. that make your life so much easier. It's hard to do. I imagine with eight kids and a wife and yep. to, to manage your own career, that's got to be so taxing. Oh, man, yeah. And I'm also, some of the things that I'm trying to think about, and it's, uh, well, I don't want to say it is, but it seems to be clearing a path uh, for itself in a way. I mean, not that I didn't, yeah. grind and bang down doors and take meetings and stuff. But I'm also in this weird, weird place where, and I don't, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. I don't mean in my faith as a human being, like my faith in God and mm-hmm. my faith in who he is to me and who I am to him. I just mean like in a very practical sense, um, I have to sort of ride the line of like faith and secular music, you know? Sure. And so management becomes even a little bit more tricky, you know, <laughs> yeah. because managers, a lot of times like this guy's like, this is my, I'm a country guy or I'm a CCM guy, you know? And so the, the in-between is a, it's a hard, hard place it's, to be. It's tough. Cause I, and I'm not one of those people like, you know, I'm riding the fence on my yeah. faith. No, I want my music. I would love it to sort of bridge a gap. Uh-huh. As a matter of fact, if I did end up going totally CCM, first of all, I'd probably still be independent because I don't know if any labels would want to do what I want to do, yeah, you know? Yeah. But I feel like there's a place for somebody like me, but I I probably wouldn't sing those traditional Well, think about K-Love like the Leuven brothers. Like yeah. they killed a career with like mostly gospel tunes. I yeah. mean, yeah. So, know, I mean, and possible. some of the songs I mean, I'm working on now, I don't know that they'll be on this project or not because some of them are like special projects, like are really hardcore faith-based songs but they are not yeah the they're not like completely the sunny side of faith you do you know? have to like keep like jesus you can't say jesus so that it, you know like... uh you know my one of the songs i got released now says jesus and you you know oh, okay. uh that the whole the, t- the hot title is jesus and i'm you. just wondering how you ride that line of like because if you wanted to play on country music you can only say jesus yeah, so much yeah. but if you wanted to be on ccm you got to say jesus a lot uh, right more. you know right now um <laughs> right now i'm just writing and singing what i want to because i'm independent yeah. you know and um and the radio people kind of, it doesn't really matter if you won the voice or if you're the president of the world, the radio right. people kind of ignore your music if you're independent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So that's I can just so sing true. whatever I want to do, you know. Uh, now and then you'll get picked up by a playlist here and there. The real truth about success in music is, number one, you got to be a, I mean, you, well, I don't want to say number one because clearly this is, there's been exceptions to this rule, but yeah. for the most part, you got to have a talent. You got to be able to sing. Yeah. Um, you know, number two, you got to have good songs. But really, number three, which is really almost tied, is your the and I, I hate to say it, but your success almost solely depends on the machine that is behind you. You know, yeah. um, because I mean, I've heard, oh man, I've heard songs, independent songs that never played on the radio that were ten times better than any radio song I ever heard, but they didn't have that machine behind them. You yeah, know? it's so true. So, what did you like grow up listening to? Um, oh, what, what's, what's some of your influence? <laughs> Dude, everything. everything. <laughs> uh, when I when people ask me what my influences are, I would say, as far as vocally, like the people that I tried to be like, I guess, mm-hmm. and I also kind of tried to have some wits about what I can do and what I can't do. You know, I would say people like. Um, Joe Cocker, you know, and, yeah. and stuff. I, I would, I try to like 
Uh, as a matter of fact, my very first hometown Great show one. after all this was over, the opening song was that. What would you do if uh, I sang high, high with a little bit? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that, but I I grew up on that. But also, as far as emulating, man, you know, there is, and I I don't want to come across the wrong way here either because it's actually my gosh, it's a huge compliment. But there is um, there is a unique sound that comes from the black church, mm-hmm. you know, and I would listen to that music yeah. and try to emulate that, you know, because I'm like, you know, no offense, but white folks kind of don't sound like that, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I would try to like do those, nah, yeah. you know, those runs and things. But as far as what I listen to, dude, uh, no kidding. I listen to worship music back in the day when it's, when it's like, um, um, oh my gosh, what's the name of it? Like Vin- vineyard or something. Oh yeah, vineyard. Uh, yeah, they had all those worship. You know, um, yeah. our God is an awesome. <laughs> you know, and I love. Oh man, dude, calling out your name by Rich Mullins is one of my favorite songs in the history of all songs. Uh, so I grew up on that and traditional Christian yeah. stuff, but I also grew up, man, on like Bon Jovi and Cinderella and Stevie Wonder. Uh, I loved loved all of that. I love Bill Withers. You know, a, a yeah. lot. Uh, man, just so. And but I will say. Nowadays, when I sit back and hear what I did, or kind of think about a show that I did, yeah, I, I would say maybe '90s country music was 90s, a yeah. huge influence on me. Uh, it just like Alan Jackson, oh, Dwight heck Yoakam, yeah. yeah, dude, oh my gosh, yeah, Dwight Yoakam, Alan Jackson, you know, like Trisha Yearwood and Reba and Garth and like all of those those people, John Anderson, yeah, because uh, John Anderson, oh John Anderson, yeah, whatever that thing he does with his voice, yeah, <laughs> I, it draws you in, man, you know, and so uh, and it's a weird thing, you right. know, whatever that sound he makes, but it it works. So yeah, I mean, every kind of influence. It's hard for me to pin it down. Yeah, church music was huge because I grew up singing in church, you know. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great breadth and depth of, of people to, to yeah, it's a <laughs> lot. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. And I, you know, I listened to all of the like Nirvana and all those things too, because, yeah. and Alanis Morissette, you know, cause that was cool when I was, was in cool, high yeah. school, you know? So, yeah. I mean, there, it's weird too, because like when you listen to, uh, well, I don't know, you, do, are you still in Mississippi? No, we live actually just outside Nashville now. But, oh, okay. Well, an hour out. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, gr- like growing up, and it may have been similar where you're from. You know, we were talking before this started. I'm from you know the Tioga Pineville area, and uh, like y- there's like three stations, and mm-hmm. so whatever was on is what you listen to. That's right. Yeah, you know? that's true. So like, I-, I remember running away from from country for a long time because that was like everyone listened to country, and we were yeah. all like, you know, yeah, you know, oh yeah, you're gonna rebel. Yeah, and country now that's another thing like. I'm I'm kind of at the place where you know if you say it's country I guess it is it's your business <laughs> it's not my place to say you know uh, so I'm not that guy like that's not country yeah uh, I did one of the songs I'm working on right now is called No Country Song but it's really a kind of a fun song like if uh, if these things aren't in the song then it ain't no country song you know? yeah that's, yeah but um but the real truth about modern country music. It's not whether it's good or bad or whatever. I couldn't even tell you because I don't really know it. I, I was just mm-hmm. telling some people I need to brush up on like. I was going to ask you if you country. knew Hardy. I do. I don't do. know him personally, but oh, okay. he he's from like Mississippi, uh, thirty yeah. minutes thirty minutes from where I'm from. Yeah, I did. I did have the cool experience. My very first hometown show that I did in November uh, of last year. Um, um, Randy Hauser came and opened the show. You know, which I thought was super cool. Oh wow! But not because I'm so great. Randy. Yeah. Randy's to me just freaking great you know uh yeah. but he's from close to where i'm from and he has a really good relationship with one of the guys uh ken rainey a guy that i've got that's been really beneficial to me through all this back home yeah and so that's why i say relationships are everything if you got totally. you got the right relationships randy hauser shows up for your show you know yeah <laughs> do you know dave's highways by chance i know dave's Jackson? highway but okay. i don't know you know, the band personally. Oh, okay. Like, They're good friends of mine. They're oh, from, cool. yeah. They're from like the Jackson area. How Meridian's in the general same area, right? Uh, that- Meridian is about an hour and fifteen minutes due east of Jackson. Okay. So Meridian is actually right on the line. That might be why I have su- part of the reason I have such a deep rooted hatred for the University of Alabama. No offense, <laughs> but we're you're so close to them. We're like an hour from Tuscaloosa, and oh yeah. yeah 
give us a break, you know? <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't hate LSU, that's uh, No, I'm you. okay with LSU. You know, I got a lot of LSU friends, so yeah. even if I did hate them, I couldn't say it. You, you know? could say that. You might get jumped. Yeah. Right, yeah. Be tiger bait. Yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> did you, do you, are you a big football fan, though? Do you, like, do the tailgating and... Some, sometimes. Yeah. I'm not nearly as big a fan as my wife and sons. Uh, okay. My wife, uh, LSU. Uh, really? We played she's LSU. A no, she's a state fan, but... Oh. <laughs> we played LSU... This has been years ago. Oh, man, probably 10 years ago, State played LSU. And we, of course, lost, you know. Yeah. And she just got all upset. And I, I, I remember because it was an LSU game, I said, babe, if it's going to be this bad when we lose, then just pick you another team, you know. Man, I'm not even kidding. She locked me out of the bedroom that <laughs> night. I slept, I slept in the living room that night. No joke. Uh, so she's pretty hardcore. My son's uh, – my oldest son is fully – creative mm -hmm. he doesn't care anything about any of that uh he's but i mean he's got i mean he actually works for a special effects makeup and prosthetics studio Whoa. in california so how old like is he 21 oh, okay. yeah and he's wow. just he's really really very good at that those things but now my next two yeah. uh they are both hard die hard like when we when we won the national championship in baseball, <laughs> oh man, they they just came undone. You know they were dying, so they're pretty diehard. I'm, you know, I'm happy to see Mississippi State win, but you know, I don't think I'm quite as diehard as my wife and two of my sons. I mean, well, I, I went to UL, so like when UL has been doing good these last like two or three years, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not like super in it. You know, yeah, that's kind of me. I'm. Yeah. We go to games when we can. We tailgate. I only tailgate though because. I've got friends and I like to spend time with them, especially now, yeah. you know, we haven't since all of this has happened between the voice and COVID, I haven't been to a game or tailgated. Uh, so if we do that yeah. again, it'll just be cool to be able to hang out with them, you know, and sit and spend some time with those guys. I hadn't got to spend any time with in a while. Totally. So do you have a release date for your new record or no, you know, that's a funny question. <laughs> it's funny that you asked that. Well, it's so, hard to, yeah. So first of all, I'm, in the middle of talking with several different labels. Right. And if a label does pick me up, mm -hmm. and it's it's seeming possible, I mean, you know, I don't know. There's no way to know, you know. Right. Uh, uh, it's really, dude, that is just an insane world because it's like, it's like, it's kind of like when you were young and you, you are trying to foster a relationship with a girl. Mm -hmm. There's just no way to know what they want or what they're thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so yeah. you don't know what you're supposed to really yeah. do. You know, you're like I don't want to come across too desperate. Yeah, let me, I let me back I, off a little I bit. I try to just be like, yeah, here's what I have. I'm seeing other girls. <laughs> yeah, like with the labels, I'm kind of like, well, here's what I have, but I also am not an idiot. Like, yeah. if you have music that's better than my music, and you think I'd be the guy to release it. Let's roll on some of that, you know, and uh, yeah. or hopefully a mixture of the two. That's what I really pray for if yeah. I end up on a label is a, a mixture of the music that I've written and then stuff that I didn't. Because some of the stuff that's coming up that that I'm planning on releasing, I didn't write at all or have anything to do with writing. It's just a good, really good song. And so, yeah. so if the asterisk is if I stay fully independent, it's probably going to be the end of this year because uh, um, lots of things are... I mean, the, th the thing's 95% ready to roll. Oh, wow. It's yeah. not really that. It's more, it's more, we don't really know exactly what's going to happen. And if you do sign, that changes everything, you know, as far as releasing music and all yeah, those things. Yeah, and they got things to say about it. You yep. mean, like, no, I'm not taking that song off. Yes, you are. That yeah, and it's yeah. hard. And so, so and, and you know, I don't, I don't know how to, you know, that's one of the things, I guess, management and all these things help you is like, yeah. I, I like I sing songs that I like and we I write songs that I like and I right now and I realize you know I, you know when you hear somebody sing I'm a hard working man wear a steel <laughs> I mean he is a hard working man but he don't really wear a steel hard hat he he's a country music singer right so I said that to say that I'm hopefully the day will come that I have to do that but now I'm blessed that pretty much everything I write or are planning on releasing is just real true to my own life you know like really really things that I've experienced or lived. And so those things are, um, like I said, it's, it's very close to done, uh, but, but we've been working on it a long, long time, you know, probably, man, it's probably a year now getting close to a year. Yeah. Uh, I started working on it 
maybe last fall. So it's getting close to a year. Uh, Did you play any instruments? Do you play? No, I don't play anything. This is what I do. If I write, if I have an idea for a song, like I started this song called weapon the other day Mm -hmm. and basically the song starts out and it says, um, one more time I'm sitting in a burning room. I can't see your face for all the smoke. Every time we blow up, it's a bigger boom. Um, and soon there won't be nothing left at all. Um, and I don't want to go, but I don't know if I can stay if all we ever do is fire away. And then the chorus says, lay your weapon down. I am not your enemy. Let's rebuild this house. You know. And, mm-hmm. and so I had an idea for that. Yeah. So what I do is I have a MIDI keyboard. I plug it into my computer, and I just hit them chords. Bah, yeah. Bah. <laughs> you know, that's all I got, man. I can't. I mean, that's good enough. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Well, it, you, in a way it is. If I wish I would have learned how to play the guitar because that puts me in a pinch a lot of times when I'm not knowing how to play an instrument, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm somewhere and I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to play anything, you know? I'm, and my I've tried, dude. That's, my fingers will not cooperate with me, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I think I overthink it or something. A lot of people do, yeah. I mean, you know... Country's three chords in the truth. That's you just right, need yeah. three chords. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm about, actually, I have a guitar that Blake Shelton sent me. Uh, but oh, that's the awesome. guy who plays guitar for me has it in his possession right now because I mean, you know, good to me. I don't know how to play yeah. anything, so he takes it on the road with us when we go. You know. Yeah, just get somebody to give you some lessons. Yeah. Kill it. Yeah. Yeah, like I can hit like A, D, but then I'm like, you don't have 30 seconds to get from A to D. <laughs> you know. <laughs> When you're playing a song. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, it takes some time. That's my issue. I, I remember doing, when I was like learning how to play, when I was like 16, 17, I would just go like C, D, C, D. And I'd be doing that like while I'm like watching TV, just yeah, like yeah. C, D. And then I'd be like, G. Wait, oh, I did it. Yeah. So, you know, it just takes so long. I mean, to- maybe one of these days I'll get over myself and try again, but I'm like, yeah. I feel defeated in that regard, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hey, you wanted to be challenged. That's your next challenge. Yeah, that's there. true. <laughs> I'll take a challenge. I mean, I will do that now. It's, it's, some of them are not as fun as others. but Yeah, yeah. so the new album's coming out sometime soon. Hopefully, we'll get a, a, a record label behind you so that uh, it, it gets released in yeah. a really well, great way. Got the new book that came out June 21st. 22nd. 22nd. So. Yeah, that's cool. Sounds uh, pretty close. <laughs> is it uh, it's available online, but it's also through um, Nelson? Yeah, it's published by Thomas Nelson, Thomas Harper Nelson. Collins. Um, yeah. But yeah, you can go to everylittlewindbook.com. Okay. And you can get it from there. Uh, it's on like Audible and all the things. Like we oh, actually cool. did the audio book, me and my wife did, which was, That's it was odd cool. to me that they wanted us to do it, but we did. And I guess it turned out okay. Because, you know, if somebody says, Todd, I want you to come sing at this thing. Then I'm like, yeah, I get that, you know. Right. But if somebody says, I want you to like be the voice like of this thing, I'm like, my speaking voice is not really that great. <laughs> you know? I mean, it is your words. It, yeah, that's true. That's true. More, I guess, emotion to it. So yeah, that's yeah. on there. And then I tell everybody, man, as far as anything goes, um, book, music. I mean, I'm on everything. I'm on Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon and all yeah. the things music. But really. If you find us on like Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, it's just your name, just my Todd name, Tillman. yeah, Todd Tillman, T I L A G H, yeah. Yeah, luckily though, right now, and hopefully it stays this way till the day I die. But right now, even if you spell it wrong, you can find it. You know, uh, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, Todd Tillman and all those things. Um, I mean, I'm actually even on TikTok right now, which is so odd. But how does that work? Because I can't do it, man. I can't. Well. Do it. <laughs> So basically, I had I had some people in my life that um, were I I, will, I prefer to see it as them pushing me outside my comfort zone. Yeah, but part of it was them just trying to get more exposure and get social media built up. And TikTok is a thing right now. So um, uh, what I do is most about nine out of ten times I'll I'll get a track. I'll just I try to find like a. Very simple acoustic guitar, piano, something track. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just sing. Um, and every now and then, man, they do really well. I actually just did, um, I did, um, oh my gosh, um, Lost Without You. I forget the name of the girl that sings it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, um, and it's that one's kind of performing really well right now. So you just never know. I mean, for someone like me, I haven't yeah. gone like viral millions or whatever. One of my videos, I did a duet with a girl 
And I think it got like 300,000. And this one, I think, is probably 30 or 40. But that, that's a lot for someone like yeah. me. You know, I'm a yeah. nobody. So, like, um, I'm going to have to go follow and, and watch some of them. Yeah, that's, yeah. What I, that's what I do. Now, I, every now and then, if, I'm kind of an observation guy. Yeah. So, like, if I see something that I thought was funny, I'll get on TikTok and say, you know, I don't know. Basically, what they say to do on TikTok is just keep posting and keep. Uh, that's know. my, that's it. I do Twitter. Like I'm yeah. great at Twitter. I'm okay at Instagram. Yeah. I hate Facebook, but TikTok yeah. to me, I'm just like, I don't like, I'm 38. Like I'm that's too what old. I, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> that is legit what I said. Like I am way too old for that, but you know, I don't know. I guess, you know, I'll just keep doing it. And I it, basically just keep putting content out there and you try to, yeah. for the most part, I think, I don't know now who am I? That's another thing. There's a, there's a university here in town that like, um, their summer semester, uh, social media marketing class like i'm their summer project nice like, yeah, yeah so i'm gonna find out their plan to boost my social media at the at in august middle of august sometime you know they're gonna be letting me know what plan they came up with you know that's awesome so yeah i, thought, I mean that was super cool it's just it's like again it's 18 year olds that's that's the ones that right you that's want what i'm saying i need those media. people yeah. doing it yeah so it's relationships like my attorney yeah. is, is a professor there and uh he knew awesome. that I was needing to some of the some of the issues I've had with labels, and he he knew that I was kind of looking at boosting my socials. Which, when you're 43 years old, I'm like, dang, I thought they were good, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah. I had lots of followers, you know, but I guess I don't. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, you're like, I think I'm doing pretty good. And like, I <laughs> no, you should have like 10 more times. Yeah, more, and they're like, like oh, well, you probably right. need to double that. I'm like, my God, I had to go on a national television to get that. Like, how, <laughs> yeah. how am I going to double that? You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. So I don't know. Well, man, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I know my mom's definitely going to buy that book. Yeah. So yeah. She's probably listening right now. So. Well, awesome. <laughs> well, tell her that I appreciate it. Yeah. I do it in a all right, that's it for this episode of Americana Station. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, Todd, for coming on and uh, check out his music. Follow him on social media. It's T I G H T I L G H M A N, Todd Tillman. Um, and stick around because we've got Charles Wesley Godwin up next. Make sure you rate and review our podcast, it helps so much. Thank you for everyone who already has. Uh, and uh, share it with a friend tell people about this podcast because uh word of mouth is uh, what gets us more listeners and uh helps us out a lot so thanks again and uh stick around for the next episode with charles wesley godwin as well as special host emily smith when she interviews mercy bell and ben statlitz uh, happy holidays it's almost thanksgiving i hope you get tons of good food and great time with your family we'll see you next time